I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 480 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, we are back on the gridiron today. I've got an awesome guest for you guys. A.J. Boyer is a cornerback for the Carolina Panthers. He is joining me here on First Class Fatherhood. A.J. played his college football at UCF. He played for the Houston Texans, Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Denver Broncos before signing this year with the Carolina Panthers. He had a tremendous season in 2017, which earned him a trip to the Pro Bowl. He has racked up over 330 tackles so far in his NFL career. He was a part of that Jacksonville Jaguars secondary that went up against Tom Brady and the New England Patriots in the AFC Championship game at the end of the 2017 season. AJ recorded six solo tackles in the game. Of course, AJ is a first-class father as well. I'm excited to have him on the podcast with me today. AJ Boyer will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with AJ Boyer was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch the conversation between the NFL cornerback and myself, Please hit me with a subscribe on YouTube, First Class Fatherhood. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, and if you guys enjoy my interviews with dads of the NFL, there is a plethora of them in the archives of the podcast, so go check them all out. Most recently, Eric Decker was here last week. Many others have stopped by over the years here, including Kurt Warner, Deion Sanders, Ronnie Lott, Tim Brown, Carson Palmer, Drew Bledsoe, and so many others. Whatever your favorite team is, I've interviewed a dad who has played on that team, so go check out all the interviews that are available for you guys to listen to. And if you plan on getting back out there to the stadium and taking in an NFL game in person, why not save $20 on your tickets while doing so? Buy your tickets on SeatGeek.com and use my promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS, and you're going to save $20 off your tickets. All right, and make sure you follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Ace for all the upcoming guest announcements. i got some great ones I'm going to be dropping on you soon. If you're enjoying the podcast, hit me with a rating or review. And as always, guys, please help me spread the word about the podcast every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show to see us celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule. And every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with AJ Boyer. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Right, Dad. Sports stadiums are beginning to fill up once again. Concerts are coming back, and Broadway shows will be here before you know it. It's time to take your kids to an event and start making memories once again. And there's nothing wrong with saving a few bucks while you do it. My partnership with SeatGeek means that you can save $20 off your tickets by using the promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS, at SeatGeek.com or on the SeatGeek app. Let's go, dads. We've been cooped up way too long here. It's time to start enjoying sports and entertainment again the way they were meant to be experienced, live and in person. Visit SeatGeek.com or use the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS, at the checkout and save $20 off your tickets. A gift for first-class fathers from first-class fatherhood. Joining me now, first-class father, A.J. Boyer. Welcome to first-class fatherhood. How's it going? All right, it's awesome to have you here with me today. Let's start like this. How many kids do you have? How old are they? I have two daughters. My oldest is six years old. Her name is Zoe, and my youngest is one. Her name is Ryan. All right, are we going to be trying for the boy here, or are we all done? 
I'm definitely trying for a boy. But right now, you know, my oldest daughter, she's the tomboy. She's around me when I train, things like that. And she just loves sports. So she's like copying my routine. Okay, very cool. Yeah, I got three boys. Then we got our girl on the final try there, on the fourth try. If not, we'd have five by now, but we got her and we locked it down there. <laughs> Congrats. If you could, AJ, please just take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, so I'm from Atlanta. Um, like I said, I'm a father of two. I've been in the NFL going on nine years and I played for the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, very cool, AJ. And I know um, I know that you lost your mom not long after you were born yourself. And a lot, a lot of times I talk on my show about the fatherless crisis we have where too many kids are growing up without a dad in their life. You grew up with just a dad in your life. Uh, so I kind of wanted to touch on that. What was your experience like growing up with your father? And did you have any other kind of like uh, mother influences or mother figures in your life? Uh, yeah, my, my experience growing up, it was a little bit different from other people. Um, like you said, I grew up with my father. He was a correctional officer, so he was very strict, but he always kept me in sports. So a lot of my mentors were my coaches and my dad. And, uh, you know, he has a belief that, you know, fathers should always be there for their kids because it brings a different influence. And, um, you know, I did have a motherly influence. My stepmom, who my dad is still married to, to this day, you know, she took me in at an early age and just helped mold me also. Yeah, very, very cool, AJ. And then about how old were you then when you first became a dad? And how did that kind of change your perspective on life? Uh, I, I first became a dad when I was 23 years old. Um, I had just finished my second year in the NFL, um, still young at the age, but had more responsibilities and just the sacrifices, you know, as parents, whether you're a dad or a mom, just that you have to do and always everything you're doing now, you have to put your kids first, even with decisions. So, um, you know, I didn't understand it at a young age, but now I'm appreciating the sacrifices that my parents made, especially my stepmom and my dad. Yeah, very cool. What are some of the challenges, AJ, of you know, being an elite athlete playing in the NFL while being a dad? Is the NFL very good at um, helping out the, the dads that are there at practice? Do they have the facilities there to help you guys out? What is the experience like being a dad in the NFL? Um, the experience is a little different. You know, um, as an athlete, the way we're wired mentally, we always thinking about our profession. We're always thinking about ways to get better. And it's just finding that balance in that routine where you could take care of work, but then knowing after that you have to devote time to your family and things that are important. That's one thing that I learned at an early age. And, um, you know, just everywhere I've been, whether it was Houston, Jacksonville, it was just always finding a way to accommodate things for the athletes and make it easier. Like in Houston, we had, um, we had daycare clubs as far as like our kids would go to the daycares during the game so they could spend time with other kids. And even in camp and just in Jacksonville, they welcome my family and my kids with open arms and just having an environment like that. And you appreciate that about the NFL. You know, people think it's just about football, but there's a lot of programs that they offer and opportunities and just help if you need it in the city that you're in. And they're always willing to help us with that. Yeah, that's good to hear, AJ. And you mentioned there you played, you know, Houston, uh, Denver, Jacksonville, now Carolina. Now, do you have like a home base for the girls or do they do you move to these different cities and then set up camp there? Like, how, how do you work that out? Yeah, I move to different cities and set up set up camp. But my home base is in Atlanta and they spend a good amount of time here. So that always helps out a lot. And um, that's been the biggest thing is just traveling because sometimes I'm by myself during the season. Uh, you know, during the season is when they have school. So I take care of things like that. And luckily I have a great support system and their mom. And then even with my dad traveling to bring them to me, it just helps out a lot. 
Very cool. What would you say, uh, AJ, are the top values that you're hoping to instill in the girls growing up? Uh, I've definitely been instilling them early, especially my oldest is just, you know, I always talk to her about character. I always talk to her about integrity. You know, I ask her, like, what's the definition of integrity? And her answer is always just to make sure that I'm doing the right thing when nobody else is watching. I ask her about character and she says the type of person that she wants to be to other people outside looking in. And I just, like you said, values. I teach her values. I teach her how to work, you know, just always, I know you want to have fun. I know you want to be on an iPad and play Roblox, but you have to read books first. You have to work out. You have to spend time getting better. And she's learned that at an early age, even to a point I tried to teach her how to meditate and she's just like, why do I have to sit still? (laughs) It's funny, but the youngest one, you know, she's one, I can't teach her things yet, but just knowing that her oldest sister is learning all those things is going to help to show her little sister. Yeah, and AJ, my youngest is six years old. It's my only girl, like I mentioned before there. And one of the things that I struggle with is, is disciplining her because I, I've got it pretty decent with my boys. It seems to be a little bit of a, a better routine I have. My wife gets on me about the discipline because I let her get away with so much. So how do you kind of – I know she's young yet, six years old, but how, are you a spanker, timeout guy? How do you manage discipline, and is that different than the discipline style you grew up with? Managing discipline, you know, it differs so my, like you said, my style growing up was different. I was the son, my dad, uh, correctional officer, he was more strict. But even then with my oldest daughter and even with Ryan, my youngest, like they have like a certain, like they know how to pull heartstrings with me. They know how to act like they're sad and things like that. But I think they know when I'm not playing around and get serious by certain facial expressions that you got to give them, they know it's not time to play around. And that's been the biggest thing is like, you know, I don't believe in putting hands on my kids, especially my daughters. I don't want them to learn those things. And so you just have to find other ways around it. I've done time out. I've done reading time, no TV, no iPad, things like that. And it's not really disciplining them. It's just showing them the other ways to be creative without having an iPad or watching TV. Yeah, well said. Yeah, it, I'll tell you what, it's inspiring because there's sometimes there's nothing more persistent than a six-year-old girl, like, you know, so she'd be begging for an ice cream cone. I tell her, no, a half hour later, she's licking on one, you know, so they're, they're, they're <laughs> very, very, very persistent. And, and AJ, one thing I do like to ask all the NFL dads that I get on the podcast here, a struggle for a lot of dads is whether or not to decide to let their kids play tackle football. I know we have all the concerns that are out there, obviously, surrounding the, the danger of the sport. What's kind of your take on it? What's a good age uh, for kids to start playing tackle football? What's a good age for them to start? Um, I think the biggest thing with not only uh, boys or girls who want to play football, just in sports in general, you want to get the fundamentals first. So with uh, my oldest, the one thing we did, we put her in gymnastics when she was three because they look at it as like we're bouncing on trampolines, we're flipping. It's things that are fun to them, but they're also developing certain type of talents, core strength, things like that. So I feel for you know, younger kids, if you want to get in football, you should start off with the basics. You should start off with flag football, get them around other uh, kids and just enjoy the game without the physical part of it. And then maybe maybe around fourth, fifth grade, you know, you could start implementing that middle school, things like that. But you always want to have whether it's home or outside somewhere, you always want to have a good team that can teach them the right things before they actually get involved with the sports. So that's the biggest thing because you have younger kids who start physical football early and get hurt early and it, you know, it steers them off course and things like that. And now they have setbacks. So my biggest advice is just start off with flag football training, things like that, and just get them to enjoy it before making it a job for them. If that makes sense. 
It does, yeah. And it's one of that's one of the best things that they have now. I know it wasn't popular when I was a kid. Flag football was unheard of. Now, now it's very widely available, and I know it's become more popular. So I think it's cool that they have the opportunity, like you said, to get get the fundamentals down before they start taking them blows to the, you know, to the body. So, um, and then what about how does your bedtime routine look like over there, AJ? How do you put them down the bed? Are you a storyteller, a book reader, a lullaby guy? How does your bedtime routine look over there? Bedtime routine, uh, my youngest, Ryan, she goes to bed between 7.30 and 8 every night. Um, I play sleep sounds for her. We keep her up during the day, so it's a little bit easier. Um, with Zoe, it's a little harder because she has the iPad. She's just always running around, but she usually goes to bed around 9.30 on the weekends. During the weekday, she's usually in bed by 9, and she's good at that because she understands that she has school the next day. Summer is a little bit different because you tell the kids they don't have school the next day. They feel they can stay up. So uh, I think the only time we're not as good with their routine as during the weekends when they know they don't have anything the next day. But besides that, we try to get them to go to bed between 8.30 and 10 o'clock. Okay, very cool. I know the NFL schedule just dropped uh, the other day here, yesterday or the day before. Have you taken a look at it? Are you playing any of your old teammates here? How does the schedule kind of look up for you? What are you expecting? Uh, what's your outlook for this upcoming season here? Definitely excited. You know, I've seen some of it uh, through, like, leaks. Uh, I didn't know if the official one came out yet. I saw the um, Texans on the schedule, and that's a team that I used to play for. And from my understanding, we're playing at Houston, so that will be good because I haven't played there in a while. I'm looking forward to that. And the division games, you know, in the strong division we play in, uh, just opportunities to play against the defending Super Bowl champions and the great conference. I'm definitely looking forward to that with the uh, pieces that we have, the coaching staff, the team. We're all excited. We've been working early, and, you know, it's great to see things like that. A lot of guys are locked in and motivated. Yeah, very cool. And, and then how did you uh, – I, I know the quarantine, the pandemic has obviously turned everybody's uh, life upside down. How did that kind of affect you with the kids? Uh, what was your and, – and you said your youngest is one. So did you have her – like I would imagine right at the height then of this pandemic, what was kind of like the difference of uh, your experience having a child during the pandemic as opposed to your first time around? Were you able to be in the room for the, for the delivery and the whole bit? Yeah, my, uh, my daughter was born – uh, my youngest was born October of 2019, so things didn't start getting going until like she was around three, four months. So it was just really keeping them, you know, keeping us all quarantined in the house. And then the NFL accommodated us as far as like they didn't want us to come into the facilities that year. So I was able to spend more time with my kids at home. And um, it was I'm not going to lie, it was a little nerve wracking uh, last year when I was in Denver because them traveling to all my games on planes. Luckily that they didn't have to sit next to anybody with the protocols that the airlines was putting in. But, you know, when you with this whole virus, it's kind of scary because you have to do things to make sure that you're protecting those around you, not only you. So I think the uh, you know, last year the NFL had a good protocol in and even this year with the uh vaccines, Carolina done communicated with us saying, you know, not only you guys, but your family, if they haven't gotten it yet, they could get vaccines that we offer for everybody. So they're taking the right approach with everything to make sure that they could get everybody back out there, uh everything normal, games, attendance, things like that. So I think if we didn't have that, it would have not had a good plan for my family and I would have been a little bit more stressed. Yeah, and I think the NFL did it right. I, th I think they were able to get the whole season in, which was great. It's something we definitely needed, especially coming off what we were doing. It definitely something to unite everybody again and get the sports going. And so it was good to see that the NFL was able to, to push through and get the whole season going. So, um, 
You know what? Last thing I want to hit you with here, AJ, I, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast here. What type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about to be father who's out there listening? Um, you know, it's going to be a long journey. Take your time, love your kids and do everything, everything you do in life from now on, put them first, think about them first and will it benefit them? Uh, all the decisions you make and just know that they're watching everything that you're doing and they go pick up all your habits. It just always encourage them, show them that you love them no matter what. And even if they're doing sports or anything challenging, just let them know that you love them, that it's okay for them to fail. That doesn't define them. I think if our kids can learn at an early age, they'll attack life better when they get to high school and college because they won't be defined by their setbacks. So yeah, very well said. I love the message. Uh, this has been a lot of fun for me. I got to say, AJ Boya, you're a first class father all the way. Good luck this season. And thank you for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. Thank you. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to AJ Boyer for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Make sure you follow me over there on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace for all the upcoming guest announcements. If you enjoy my interviews with dads of the NFL, there is a plethora of them in the archives of the podcast. Go check them out. I also was live at the last three Super Bowls. Uh, interviewing the players, Tom Brady, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Bill Belichick. Uh, this past Super Bowl, we did it virtually. All of those interviews are available. Uh, if you just scroll through the archives of the show here, you'll be able to listen to them all. I appreciate you guys stopping by. I'm Alec Lace. You've been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Feeling sorry, down on our knees, and it took some time.